Now, before we proceed with this episode, I do have something important that I need to share with everybody. As you guys know, about two years ago, I did a sketch comedy show called The Going Live Show. And while I was on the show, I worked with a very talented cast and became friends with practically every cast member on the show. And one friend that I had in particular, her name was Tata Sharice. Now, if you watch the Going Live show, you know who Tata is. She was basically um, the public defender. That was her uh, main gimmick on the uh, show. That was the main character she played, and she did that quite a few times. And if you saw the um, Hood Exorcist sketch, uh, she played the mother in the sketch. Like, I played the, uh, the priest that was trying to, you know, get the demon out of of her son in the sketch. Uh, she played the mom and I played the priest going, the power of Christ compels you. Like that was me. Well, sadly this past Christmas Eve, uh, Tata Sharice was carjacked at gunpoint while coming home from a comedy show. Now the good news is she is not hurt physically. The bad news is her car was stolen and the merchandise that she sells after shows was stolen as well. And she currently has a GoFundMe page set up to help her raise the money that she needs to get a new car and order more merch so she can you know, get back to selling merch and get out there performing. And what I'm going to do is I am going to read the synopsis of her GoFundMe page to further illustrate what she's looking for rather than try to paraphrase it. So this is on her GoFundMe page. Hey y'all, so I got carjacked. I'm no stranger to obstacles or overcoming tough times, but what recently happened to me was something I really wasn't prepared for. I was carjacked at gunpoint by two men on Christmas Eve coming home from a show. Comedy is now the majority of my income, so my car was very important to me because it's how I get to most shows. Also, all of my Tata Sharice merchandise was in the trunk of my car, which is another big part of my income. I'm blessed to be alive. I do about five to 10 shows a month and I'm really grinding. I don't plan to give up at all, but I'm creating this GoFundMe to help speed things up so I can get back to doing what I love and bring joy to others. Anything that anybody can contribute would be greatly appreciated and used to go towards a car and to replace my merchandise that I sell at shows. I appreciate the support and my spirit has not been broken. Thank you for the love that people have already showed me and anything further helps. I just entered year six of my stand-up comedy career and it has been an incredible journey. I've hit amazing milestones and so far I've performed in over 200 shows non-stop, but I can't let this situation situation slow me down. And as I mentioned before, Tata Sharice is a friend of mine. I've worked with her before. She is hilariously funny and a tremendous talent. And I am encouraging all of the Boochcast fans to donate money to Tata Sharice's GoFundMe to help her get back on her feet, get back on the road, and get back to doing what she does best. So from now until the GoFundMe page is completed, I am going to be putting the link to her GoFundMe page on every single Boochcast episode going forward inside the synopsis so you can use it to go there and do whatever you can to help her out. I will also be providing links on the Boochcast social media pages so you can access them there as well. So go to the link, donate what you can, and help Tata Sharice get back to bringing joy and laughter to the world. Lutes. Files. Irritating little crumb horns. Gaze at the person across from you now. Feel 
spark of connection If you don't screw up this moment somehow Maybe you won't die alone Don't be too needy or bring up your ex Don't say the words her peace and Don't ever mention you've never had sex Trust me, I promise she knows And now her defenses are starting to fall Smile and return her affection If you don't manage to What's up, everybody? This is Vinny Bucci, a.k.a. The Booch, and welcome to the recap of NXT. And, of course, ladies and gentlemen, joining me here on The Booch Cast, he is the NXT correspondent. He's been woken. Yep. He's been broken. Absolutely. And now he's just broke. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to The Booch Cast, the one, the only, the broke soulless ginger, Mr. Zach Scott. What's up, dude, dude? That's, yes, it's me, the broke soulless ginger, Zach Scott. Dude, speaking, I'm not that broke. I'm kind of happy to say, oh, here we go. But for a strange reason, that broke. This card tonight was peculiar. Uh, yes, it was very peculiar. Um, we had, obviously, we got the uh, NXT Women's Tournament that's still going on. And there were a few random matches on this card that didn't make a lot of sense but one thing that did happen was they added more matches to the card for battleground which is set to take place i believe if i'm looking at this correctly we're about a, we're about a week away we from mm-hmm. yeah we're about a week from it's on the 28th. yes the 28th so it's not this sunday but it's the following it's the sunday after so that's what we got the 28th ironically the same day as uh double or nothing which I've mentioned before because uh, this is one of those things where wrestling fans got to make a choice. So we'll see where you go with that. Obviously, I know which one Gator's watching. I know which one Zach's watching. And I will be watching both. And if I'm able to be, and if I'm home on that Sunday, I've got dual monitors set up to do this. And hopefully we can knock these recaps out and get them to you guys the following week. But uh, anyway, enough about that. We're going to jump right here into NXT with our first official match of the evening. This is another quarterfinal match in the NXT Women's Championship Tournament to crown a new champion because, as we all know, Indy Hartwell got called up to the main roster. And we have Fallon Henley one-on-one against Cora Jade. Did you enjoy this? Not really. Me neither here either. I thought I was kind of bored. Maybe she's there just to open up the show. We all like to know that Cora Jade was going to win. I want a family telling to win, but no, Cora Jade won. It was back and forth, typical opening match. Yeah. So, one, two, three, Cora Jade won. Who cares? Yeah, this match was, it was bad. It was disappointing. Was it bad? No, it was sad. Um, in fact, it was so horrible. I don't have a lot of words, but apparently a certain individual that just... 
dumped over a basket has something he'd like to say. This match was very much the shitty. Cora Jade is the sloppiest wrestler I've ever seen. Who the fuck is this lazy bitch? First of all, can I like to do a teachable moment? Uh, first of all, let me say hello. Uh, t- I like to say to the ginger, is it okay if I give your NXT fans a teachable moment? Go ahead. Yes. By the way, I know I'm not Andre Chase, but the Chase you think I don't hate it, but we'll get to that later. Anyway, um, people need to learn something. Um, now obviously I can't really say this much for the guys. But this is something something for the ladies. Yes, because uh, even though I'm not a big fan of women's wrestling, I do have some female students. I'm I'm trying to teach them properly so women's wrestling can have a realistic fighting chance um, of being some type of success. But here's the thing. When you chop, you don't whack the bitch in the titty. There is no hitting the tits when you chop. You hit the top. You hit the top of the peck, or in this case, the tit. You do not smack the actual titty. The hand should not connect with the nipple. Cora Jade, you are so reckless. If I was in the ring with you, I'd have punched you square in the face for a shoot. Because you were sloppier than Misha Bucciarelli's handwriting. <laughs> I honestly agree with you. This has been Gator. Fuck that bitch. All right. Yeah. Th- th- yeah. This was God fucking awful. And it reminded me that how much I can't stand Cora Jade, not because of her gimmick, but because she is not a great wrestler. Fallon Henley deserved this more. Cause I felt like Fallon mm-hmm. is more over with the NXT fans. Cora Jade is somebody who is getting a push and is not ready. She's not ready. She needs to go back to the performance center. She needs to do some serious fucking training and she needs a, she needs a woman in there to stretch her. Unless one of the male trainers has the balls to actually stretch a woman. Now, after the match, Lyra Valkyra walks out on the stage and has a stare down with Jade. Because they're going to face each other in the next round, which I believe is next week on NXT. I think next Tuesday, which would be the go-home show, is when they're going to have the semifinal matches. And then obviously the finals will take place at Battleground. So next week, it's going to be Lyra Valkyra versus Cora Jade. And Lyra damn well better win. I don't think she needs to be the champion, but she definitely needs to go to the finals because I do not want to see Cora Jade in the fucking final. And okay, dokie. And then after that, we go we cut back stage. And then after that, we cut backstage where the rest of the women's locker room is watching the match. Kiana James makes fun of Thea Hale, and Hale challenges her to a match. Why? Um. I don't know. Thea Hale didn't take kindly to being made fun of, and also she's all jacked up on Adderall and Mountain Dew. Like I said, she's a uh, Chase University's Chihuahua. Yeah. She's going to come at Kiana like a <laughs> spider monkey and scissor kick her in the back this of the head. Now, anyway, after that, we cut to uh, Ilya Dragunov, who barges into Dijak's lair. He wants a fight. Dijak will give him one. Okay. And then we'll see where this goes. Yeah, this is going to be a long, dried-out story that's for goddamn ridiculous. But after that, we yeah, see Wesley like, okay. and Tyler Bate doing some kind of weird meditation shit in the locker room. Next thing you know, they get attacked by the schism. Why? Apparently, Joe Gacy wants to become the North American champion. Okay. So they opted to jump these guys. I made no sense. I'm just basically saying I was like, I was watching some of these things that happened tonight there, guys. Didn't make any logistical sense. Yeah, it really doesn't at the end of the day. You know, the segment wasn't really that important. No one's really explaining anything, although we do get some answers a little later. But before we get to that, we see Carmelo and Trick Williams arriving in style to NXT. Now they come out to the ring, and Hayes says his boy Williams defended his honor by bringing it to Braun Breaker last week. After the match, Breaker decided to send him a message. Message received. 
He knows this isn't the same breaker from Stand and Deliver, but this isn't the same Carmelo Hayes. At Battleground, they will be in his yard, and in his yard, they don't bark, they bite. Hayes demands Breaker come face him if he's a real one. Next thing you know, Gaba Gulak and Charlie Dempsey interrupt. Gulak complains about Hayes and Williams disrespecting them by brushing past them earlier. Williams challenges them to a tag match later tonight. Gulak cheap shot, shots Hayes. A brawl breaks out, and Hayes and Williams clear the ring. I enjoyed this. Did you? Yes. I thought Carmelo's promo was very well done. I mean, Carmelo has always been great on the mic. He sounded the roof pretty well, too. I mean, exactly. they came out there, shouted, like, like he they came out there, arm arm breaker, you want a piece of us? Come on, let's see what you got. Kept on talking until Gabagula, Charles Jersey came out there. They talked and they attacked first and they got kicked out of the ring. Hmm, what a coincidence that turned out to be. Well, yeah, exactly. In Gulak and Dempsey, I think this was just to get them on TV and an excuse to get uh, Carmelo into a match since, you know, obviously Braun Breaker is not going to fight or wrestle a match anymore until Battlegrounds. So this was just something to kill the time. And then we move on to the next match of the evening. We do have a tag team match. We have the Creed Brothers with Ivy Nile versus the Dyad with Ava Rain. I love the hell out of this, did you? This is a great tag team match. This was actually done right. It was uh, rough and tumbled. They stayed off the top rope. This was old-fashioned bra. Not a bra, but you know what I mean, right? Well, yeah. I enjoyed it tremendously. And uh, I don't know why did Ivy Nile, Ava Rain had to get involved again. But saying we need to see Ava Rain in the ring. Yeah. I'm not saying it. But otherwise, I enjoyed this match tremendously. Very good. Yeah. Ivy not Yeah. So Ivy, at one point, Ava tries to body slam Ivy, but she reverses it into the Dragon Slayer. And Brutus surprises Rhea with the Brutus ball off the apron in the end. Julius lands his slam basement lariat combo for the win. The Creed brothers get the win, which is perfect. And, of course, this definitely leaves room for Ivy Nile and Ava Rain to have some type of one-on-one match. Because, again, I want to see Ava in the ring. I want to see what she does between the ropes. We already know she's got the look. She's got the gimmick. She's got some type of promo skills. Um, She hasn't really talked enough for me to really question them, but she's got a good character. Now I want to see what she does between the ropes. I want to see what she does in the squared circle. Um, But the Creepos get the win, which was awesome. And uh, anybody else got something to say? Yes, I like to point out that I like the Creed Brothers. They were a good-looking brother team. Uh, at one point, there was a good hot tag that came in. And uh, it was great to see people tagging in and out, although eventually that stopped. But other than that, these guys were fucking great. Love the Creed Brothers. Yes. Then we cut to uh, a restaurant. We see Tony D and uh, Stax out for dinner. Uh, Stax steps outside to take an important phone call. And next thing we know, Tony D'Angelo is being taken in for questioning by the police. Uh-oh. I don't think those were uh, police guy guys. What do you think? We didn't see their faces. Well, so. we didn't see their faces, but obviously the Don did. But I don't know what the issue was. Like, I don't know if they wanted their faces hidden for a reason. But the point is they did pretty good with the shot. And, you know, obviously, you know, this is weird because the Don's the Don was under the impression he paid them off. Or made his generous donation, as they say. But apparently he still had to be called in for questioning. And Stax noticed he's gone, which is odd. And now he's starting to figure out where everything is. He's like, holy shit, they pinched the down. Yes, Gator, they did. They pinched the down. This is not good. Somebody somebody squealed on the down. Somebody needs to go sleep with the fucking fishes and cement shoes. Okay, yeah, I don't know what happened. We'll see what happens. We don't know anything in there yet, folks, but we'll see what happens next week. Hey, is there a reason why there's a delayed reaction over here? 
Yo, Cherry Top, you ain't seen very chatty today. That was that was my fault. Sorry, 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 sorry. I had to come inside real quick. Getting windy outside. Oh uh, yeah, Dad. It's it's fucking windy out here. Yeah, see, I wouldn't even know anything about winds. I was too busy being fucking questioned by the goddamn fuzz. I don't know who the fuck got me called in for fucking questioning, but I'm going to tell you right now. I tell you right now. I find out who it is. They're fucking dead. I swear to God, they're fucking dead. I just need to figure out who the fuck tried to call the cops on me. Was it you, Cherry Top? Was it you? Of course not. Hey, I'm just saying, you know, you know, there's times where I think you and I are getting along, then all of a sudden you get fresh with me on other days. I don't know what the fuck's going on in your head. I just want to make sure. Did you call the Cherry Tops, Cherry Top? No. All right. Well, I don't have any evidence, so I guess I'll let you off the hook for now. But hey, Booch, I'm going to tell you this. If he did call the cops, I'm paying him a fucking visit, just so you know that. We'll be doing solo recaps that this guy called the cop. Like I said, I ain't got no evidence, so for now, you can go about your business. But rest assured, whoever did call the cops, I know how to fucking handle this. All the money in the donate. I, I make a generous donation to the police fund. Buy them all nice fucking suits, raise money for their youth programs. This is the thanks I fucking get. Getting called in for questioning on some bullshit while I'm sitting here trying to enjoy my pasta fajoule. Are you fucking kidding me? What kind of bullshit is that? Okay. Yeah, he does not seem happy. But anyway, uh, back in the arena, we see Julius Creed grab the headset at the announce desk, and they challenge Gallus to a tag team title match at Battleground. Well, we'll see what happens there. Like I said, a million times. Hopefully, uh, the Creed brothers go over. Yeah. Good luck to them. So apparently, we're going to have to wait till next week. We'll see if Gallus accepts. But let's be honest. Normally, when someone issues a challenge in wrestling, nine times out of ten, the challenge is accepted. Or whoever the GM or the person in charge, they make it official, as Adam Pierce would say. So, you know, it's it's you, the match is going to happen. I don't know why they're making this wait a week. Just, just declare it's going to happen. See, I would actually enjoy that a lot more if there were times where a person made a challenge and the person just said no and the match didn't happen. Then I would be more... You know, privy away next week. Are Gallus going to accept? Yes, they're going to fucking accept. There's there's no excitement with, with shit like that. You just make a challenge and then make it official later in the night. Not like we got time to fucking build a story here. Okie dokie. All right. After this, we cut back to Dijak's lair where Dragonop is beaten to hell and his clothes are ripped. Dijak asks if Dragonop has had enough. He tells him to bring it. Dijak grabs a nightstick. Okay. Don't know why this is here. I thought this was pointless. I was like, okay, whatever. I didn't understand this. How about you? I, I didn't understand this, but something happened that was a hundred times more confusing. And that's mm. this next segment that's 50 shades of what the fuck did I just watch? Fucking Supernova Sessions? Fucking... <laughs> the fuck? Fucking Noam Dar with colorful couch... Trying to do some type of bullshit talk show. Like, what the fuck? It's it's, it's literally like, it's like, this was like 10 minutes of what the fuck am I watching? Dragon Lee comes out. The motherfucker grabs a, a, a Spanish to English, like, fucking coloring book. Tries to speak basic level Spanish. Failing miserably. Dragon Lee finally goes, you know I speak English, right? I actually speak it better than you. So now we have that awkward moment. There's a bunch of other blah, blah. Nathan Fraser, Nathan Fraser, whoever the fuck this guy is, he comes out. He starts, they start having random talk. I don't even remember what happened here. It was that fucking stupid. All I know is this leads to Noam Dar and Dragon Lee going one-on-one -on, -one on Battleground for the Heritage Cup in a British Round Rules match. Who cares? I hate that cup. I'm not going to... 
I might put the old elite rule on this because this sounds so stupid. Yeah. It's like, what in the actual fuck was this? Seriously, why in the hell are they doing some stupid shit from the UK and bringing it to the States? It doesn't transition well. How many people in that NXT crowd actually watched NXT UK and gave a single fuck? Mr. Bujarelli, did you give a fuck about NXT UK? No, I did not. Mr. Ginger, did you give a fuck about NXT UK? No, I did not. Thank you. The only person that seemed to care, maybe, was John. I think he was the only one that did. But I'm sure as hell, pretty sure he didn't watch very often. But what in the actual fuck? This is fucking stupid. I mean, you got a lot of great people on this show, but then you see some stupid shit like this. And here's the British round rules. I have the rules up here. Basically, here's how it goes. The matches consist of six three-minute rounds with 20-second breaks between each round. The matches are two out of three falls. Falls can be won by pinfall, submission, or countout. Guess there's no disqualification then. Once a fall occurs, the round ends. So if a minute into a round you get a pinfall, that round ends, you automatically go to the next round. The match ends once a wrestler has won two falls. In the event of a disqualification or knockout, the match instantly ends without the need for two falls. Okay, so basically if someone gets disqualified, the match is over completely. If all six rounds are completed, whoever is ahead on falls wins the match. So basically, if you make it through six rounds and you manage to score one fall and the other person scores zero, you win the match. You just you basically just have to score one pinfall and then you can survive. That and that's basically this fucking shit here. Why can't they just do a normal match? Just make it make it simple. I, I think they're doing this because they want to make this Heritage Cup interesting. Because it, Cup is not interesting. It's not because you got two people who aren't interesting. This is these are neither one of these wrestlers have any talent. It's gonna be a spot yeah, fest and it's gonna be a waste of fucking time. Because that stupid cup is not worth fighting for. Absolutely not. And then after that, we cut to the backstage area with JC Jane, who says she wanted to face Gigi Dolan in the tournament. But of course, Dolan failed yet again. Jane is going to picture Dolan's face as she pounds on Roxanne Perez tonight. Once again, JC Jane just talking shit about Gigi. Keeps on going over and over and over and over again. These two ladies need to beat the living shit out of each other one one really against each other one more time in a high profile type of match on a staircase or a whole bar or something and finally fucking end it. Yeah, because at this point, that's what you'd have to do. Why is this still going on? This is goddamn ridiculous and it needs to end. No one... You already did the feud. You already had the win. You already had the whole brother thing. No one gives a fuck anymore. And why should we? That's how I look at this. I understand. And on that note, we move on to the next match of the evening, the tag match. We got Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams versus Drew Gulak and Charlie Dempsey. This was sloppy as hell. <laughs> am I right or am I wrong? Yeah, this was all over the place. This, I was like, okay. It one thing. Trick Williams and Carmelo Hayes can work great as a tag team. Drew Gulak, Charles Dempsey cannot. They got a lot of work to do. Oh, dear God. I was like, this was, I was like, ugh, God, ugh. I enjoyed it. It was way too sloppy. I was like, okay, focus on something else. <laughs> I didn't yeah. enjoy it. That's all I'm saying. Here's the thing. Yeah. You know that old saying, those who can't do, teach? Yeah. Gulak is the human embodiment of that 
phrase. He should go back to training people. He should not be mixing it up in a ring. I'm sorry. Gulak is good enough to teach, but not good enough to really be a mainstay on television. He's not. He's a guy you need to put in on one-on-one matches. If Drew Gulak is going to be on TV, he needs to be on TV with whoever you think is ready to be on TV. Make him the measuring stick. Kind of like how Rip Rogers was for WCW. Like, Rip Rogers was the guy in WCW that if they felt somebody was ready for TV, they would give you a TV match with Rip Rogers. And after the match, Rip would come back and give the thumbs up or the thumbs down to the, you know, the producers, the higher-ups. If they got a thumbs up, you were ready for TV. If they got the thumbs down, you went back to the power plant, which was their developmental system in WCW, the power plant. You went down there and you went back to training because your ass wasn't ready. And I think that's who Drew Gulak needs to be. The guy to determine whether or not a person from the Performance Center is ready to appear on NXT or if they need to stay in that Performance Center and do some more training. Because Gulak, not good to see. Charlie Dempsey, he does great in singles matches too, but tag matches aren't really his thing. And I don't want to get rid of him because I know that the plan for Charlie Dempsey should be to get him ready by 2024. Now, some of you might be thinking, Booch, why 2024? Well, I'm going to tell you why. Because in 2024, William Regal's non-compete clause expires. And William Regal will be allowed to appear on television. And making him a manager for his son is perfect. Because, let's be clear, William Regal does work for WWE currently. But he works backstage, and he works in the office, and he's doing producer stuff. So William Regal is working for WWE, but he's not allowed to appear on camera until 2024 because that was the terms of his release from AEW when Tony Khan, I'll give him credit for this, when Regal said he wanted to leave and go back to WWE because at the time Triple H was in charge and Vince wasn't there, he went back to WWE. Tony gave him the blessing, but instead of making him a non-compete where he had to wait a year to work there, he said, you can work there, but you can't appear on camera until 2024. And everyone agreed, and he went there. So he's able to get on camera in 2024. If you can get Charlie Dempsey ready by then, you can have a father-son situation here where Regal can manage his son. And that will get Charlie up the ladder faster. Because he's a decent talker, but still needs a manager. And William Regal, we all know, phenomenal promo. Amazing promo. So, Good manager. So, he needs to get, we need to get Charlie ready for that. So, but like I said, put these guys in singles matches. Don't have them in tag matches. They're not tag team material. Not everybody is. Uh, but Carmelo and Trick, great chemistry. And I will say this. If Carmelo Hayes ever drops the NXT title... I hope before either one of them gets called up to the main roster, they put the tag belts on Carmelo and Trick. I want to see them with a run as tag team champions. Oh, hell yeah. Because they know what the fuck they're doing as a tag team. And on that note, we cut to after the match, Carmelo tries to call out Braun Breaker. And apparently, Braun Breaker is seen at the barbershop. And everybody there is kind of quiet because Braun went in there just to get a haircut. He's not, you know, beating anybody up or causing any trouble, but trying to play mind games with Carmelo and basically says he's coming down to the building later. All right. I was just like, I think I'll just see if I can get a haircut. It looks like Mr. Braun Breaker, you don't need one. Otherwise, when I was like, all right, he's playing mind games. That's what Braun Breaker's doing. And so, so I thought it was pretty funny. Yes, the mind games are great, but before y'all move on, I'd like to say something really quick. Um, From an old school standpoint, Carmelo is money, for real. 
This guy is amazing. Now, there's one guy here. I think that's that Dempsey guy. He kind of looked like Gene Wilder. Am I the only one that noticed that? I mean, it kind of, <laughs> I mean, it kind of makes sense because his tag team partner is a stupid, ignorant son of a bitch, dumb bastard. Um, another thing I found intriguing. I saw some hair pulling in the match. I ain't seen that in years in a wrestling ring. I, I would I, I miss the day when the heels used to pull hair. That's some old school shit. Whenever somebody had you in a side headlock or, or were trapped, they would grab the hair and pull it to break free. And then, of course, the ref would come over and say, don't pull the hair, don't pull the hair. And the, the heel would argue with the referee and all that. Because that's an old school tactic. Because pulling hair gets you in trouble with the referee. It's a way to get out of a move very easily. We need to see more hair pulling. Yeah. Well, if I was a professional wrestler, I would, not, I, would, I would have very short hair. I would not have long hair if I was a professional wrestler. Yeah. No, thank you. When I, oh, yeah. When I wrestled in high school, I buzzed my hair. Um, I left a little bit on the top so I could slick it back. Because back in the day when I, when I used to have hair, I would always get a lot of hair gel and slick the hair back. In fact, uh, one of my nicknames, in addition to Booch, was uh, on the on the uh, in, uh, in Jersey. I got the nickname Booch, and when I wrestled in at Northview in Atlanta, uh, they called me Slick because I used to slick my hair back with lots of hair gel. So cause that was a, that was the hairstyle I used to have until I lost my hair. But so yeah, I, I definitely used to do that shit all the time. Uh, but the sides in the back, I would completely buzz because you could, you, because here's the thing, Zach, the harsh reality, if you wrestle, if you had wrestled in high school, you would have had to cut your hair because you, the, the way your hair is now, it is against the rules to be cut that long, to have your hair that long in wrestling. They, I want to wrestle then. I'm good. just saying the referee is very clear on that. You, because they don't want to risk it getting caught or tangled or whatever. Like you had to make sure your hair was cut. Your nails had to be cut or bit or whatever. Got to make sure you didn't have sharp nails so you wouldn't scratch. Um, and, of course, your shoelaces had to be taped up so they wouldn't come untied. There's a lot of rules in wrestling, but, yeah, you definitely would have had to cut your hair. Um, so on that note, we cut to the backstage area. We see Noam Dar walking around with his stupid fucking cup. And then next thing you know, we got Jakara and Lash Legend, who basically dress down the fact that there's all these stupid talk shows uh, going around and the fact that Lash Legend... Hers hasn't been on in a while, but she's the original. And then Noam da J Dar looks at uh, Jakar and says, I'm sorry, Miss Jackson, but I'm for real. And I'm like, get the fuck off of the TV. Get the fuck off my tablet. Go away. What the fuck? I Seriously? really want to take that fucking, I want to take that fucking trophy in this, I don't know, man. Ugh. I mean, dude, first of all. Take it, take it to one of the buddy houses and let them use it as a target practice. I mean, look, if you're going to do it, if you're going to do it, put the put the feeling into it. You can't just say that straight laced like that. That's fucking lame. You didn't even do the, you know, I'm you sorry, Miss Jackson. I am for real. Never meant to make your daughter cry. I apologize a trillion times. Like, put some soul into it, motherfucker. Not to mention, that's a very good song he's fucking with, too. Exactly. <laughs> that's a classic from oh, Jesus Christ how old is that song god it's, it's a, that's an old one the, uh, it was released in 2000 that... it's 23 years old Jesus Christ Biddy, you just make me feel old fuck you yeah Ugh. yeah yeah, this one right here goes out to all the babies, mamas, 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 baby mamas, mamas. That was my favorite one. But otherwise, than that, yeah. okay, do your thing. <laughs> yeah. Let her know her grandchild is a baby, not a patient. What? You made me feel old. 
Yeah. Yeah. My favorite line from that song is let her know a grandchild is a baby and not a paycheck. Private school, daycare, shit, medical bills. I pay that. That's right. Lay down the fucking law. Mm-hmm. Kind of like, not really, like, kind of like a, if you answer your, bill, uh, answer your parents with what? Uh, I don't know about that. Yeah. That's fucking stupid. Not in my house, it wasn't. I'm sorry. That's just a, that's just a dumb that. thing. I'm sorry. I'm going to say it. That's a dumb thing to get angry over. It really is. Like, just fucking say what you got to say. It's like, it's like, it's like, if I go, it's like, if you looked at me and said, Vinny, what? Can you, hand, can you pass me the, can you get me a soda? Sure. Here's your soda. There you go. Vinny, what? Don't what me. What the fuck's wrong with you? Yeah. You know, then you got, next thing you know, you're in a 20 minute argument and you ain't got a soda. And the reason you ain't got a soda is because I don't know how to get you a soda. Why don't I know how to get you a soda? Because we're in a 20 minute goddamn argument that makes no fucking sense. So someone says what? Just say what you got to say. It is, I, there are plenty of words out there that are rude and disrespectful. That ain't one of them. Why like I said it's a that's a stupid thing to get angry over. I know there's people who do get angry over it, and I'm telling you now, seriously, don't be a snowflake. Moving on. Moving on. Yeah. On that note, we move on to the next. <laughs> I said what I said. I ain't taking it back. It's just, if you if if if, if you get oh, mad because someone says what to you, that's fucking pussy to me. There's nothing disrespectful. I'll explain to you on air. No, I already know. You don't think I read the Facebook comments? People tried to explain it to me. The only person that made any logical sense is maybe Desmond, because he said, sometimes it depends on the tone. Okay, that's a fair assessment. I can see that. It depends on the tone. But here's the thing. You can say that about any fucking word. You know? Like, Zach, what do you want? Mm. Zach, what do you want? Mm. See the difference? A beer. Yeah, but I'm saying, do you see the difference? Yes. That's the difference. Like what do you what, what do you like? Okay, okay, enough. Go with this. Hey, don't open Jeez, a can of worms. Hey, up. hey, don't take the toothpaste out of the tube and then get mad when you can't put it back in. All right, you open this can of worms, not me. So anyway, we move on here to the next match of the evening. We got Kiana James. Oh, you want to put it in that category? Do we even want to call it that? Okay, Kiana mm-hmm. James versus Thea Hale with Duke Hudson. The only entertaining thing was Duke Hudson basically ignoring the whole damn thing. Keanu James trying to work with uh, 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 Chase U Chihuahua. Back and forth, take, take, boom, boom, done, done. Yeah. I really enjoy it. Yeah, she hits a running flatliner for the win. After, uh... In my first day, we all know that Keanu James is going to wipe at least the head and put up a fight somewhat. Yeah, and it was somewhat interesting. Although, um, you know, trying to make Chase U proud. What is this Chase U shit? What the hell is this? They, what? Okay, I need the ginger. What is this Chase U fucking thing going on? It's kind of the, the, the uh, gimmick is a, uh, is a, a bunch of kids, like a school type of gimmick. Wait, wait, wait. That's basically how I can, it's like a school gimmick. It's a school? Chase U, Chase University, like a school kind of type of gimmick. And John Chase is the, is the headmaster, and Duke Cuts and everybody else is his students. Basically, he teaches wrestling right history and he cusses out students who say dumb shit in his class. That, wait. That Gator, you would actually enjoy this. Wait, wait, wait. Zach, is that true? Is that what actually happens? Oh, yeah. It happens a lot. He's inspiring him, and one kid says something stupid and goes off the rails. Kind of like someone who we know. I'm done. <laughs> I'm on fucking strike. They're stealing gimmicks. They stole my fucking gimmick. Look, everybody, I'm Gator Ricky Ross, the real macho man. Oh, yeah. We don't have time for this. Look, everybody, I'm Gator Legend. Let's spill the fucking tea. Look, everybody, I'm Don Gator Leone. Get in the fucking truck. 
Vinny. I, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. I don't hate the gimmick. I actually like it. In fact, I actually prefer the crazy Adderall chick over the bitch they put in pajamas. But I won't get into that. Like I said, I don't hate it. Yeah. Like I said, I don't hate the gimmick. It's actually very fun. I thought it was very funny. Very entertaining. And on that note, we cut to the backstage area with Jensen and Braves who convince Walker and Tank to fight each other to become a closer team. Why? I don't know. I mean, I guess he's trying to get them something interesting to do, and Briggs and Jensen did fight each other in that mixed tag match, and they thought it made them a better team because now they're better friends, so maybe fighting one-on-one will bring out the best in them. I don't know. It's a weird thing with guys where sometimes after you go to war with somebody or in a fight with somebody, it brings out respect in each other if the fight's really good. Whatever you say. Okay. Yeah, it's fucking complicated weird. as shit. Very complicated shit. And then we see a breed a pre then during a pre-tape, we see uh Dabakato who says he's a hunter and everyone in NXT is his prey. Backstage Axiom hints that he may want to take on Kato. Rest in peace, Axiom. Yeah, rest in pieces, Dumbass. Dumbass done. Moving on. I swear to God, if they have a match, oh. if they have a match and it's not a squash, I'm shutting the show off, whatever it is. Like, if it happens on an episode of NXT and that match isn't a squash or Axiom goes over, I will invoke the elite rule for the rest of the duration of the show. And we're going to have a short recap because I'm going to be fucking pissed if they take this badass Dabakato and have him struggle to beat fucking Axiom. And on that note, we cut to an in-ring segment with Wesley. Lee comes out to the ring. He says he was supposed to be in a tag team match with his friend Tyler Bate after an attack from Schism. That isn't happening. Lee says Joe Gacy didn't have to target his friend. If he wanted a title shot, he just had to ask. Bate is back in the trainer's room watching the promo with a smile on his face. Rain and Gacy interrupt. Gacy says Bate isn't Lee's friend. Gacy wants a title shot. If all he had to do was ask, he's asking. Gacy says Lee has to tell the big strong liar that he's getting the title shot at Battleground instead of Bate. Bate storms to the ring and says he's tired of the name calling. He wants Gacy at Battleground. Lee says Gacy is going to go twice in one night. Bate tells Lee to hold on. They are friends, but he does want a title shot. Lee says Bate should have asked before this. Lee tells Gacy and Bate he'll take them both on. As Lee leaves the ring, he tells Bate he thought he could trust him. Well, I I enjoyed this record uh, actually very well. Uh, Gacy and Rain were trying to get into uh, Wesley's uh, head and tell that Tyler Bates not your friend. Tyler Bates not your friend. They got pissed off. Came down here and says, like, hold up here. You and I were supposed to do this first. And I was going to end up being a triple threat. But this promo right here between these three is really good. Because I tell you right now, when it all comes down to every man for himself in a triple threat. But not for a title. But anyways, I, I enjoyed it. How about you? I was confused as fuck through all this. Like, this whole stabbing in the back. I thought I could trust you. Why didn't you say anything before? I thought the whole fucking thing was disorganized. And... Now it's leading to a triple threat match. We're going to have Wesley versus Joe Gacy versus Tyler Bate for the North American Championship. I swear to God, I, I, I want Gacy to win, but ugh, I'm tired of Wesley having that title. I'm, I'm tired of that, and I'm also tired of every time he defends the belt. It's a triple threat match or a multi-man ladder match or a fucking... It, it, it's, net, Wes, it's like Wesley's incapable of having a one-on-one match. Every other time he is in the ring on a big level pay-per-view, it's always some triple threat or multi-man match where everybody's doing fucking spots all day. I'm, I'm not excited for this match at all. I feel like Joe Gacy's going to get fucked in this. 
and Wesley's going to find a way to retain this fucking title. If there's one match that's going to be my bathroom break, it'll probably be this. Okay. I, I thought it would be the British round rules match, but not anymore. Mm-hmm. At least that has an interesting at least that has an interesting stipulation that I'd like to see. All this North American Championship match is going to have is lazy booking. Lazy booking. Exactly. Then we cut to the backstage area where Von Widener snatches up a guy messing with Mr. Stone. Stone notes that Widener stuck up for him. Widener says Stone is the only person that believes in him. Stone asks Widener if he's ready to talk about the baby picture. Widener says, nice try, and walks away. I don't understand what this is baby picture or this whole thing right here. Like I said there, guys, this part of it was confusing as hell. Okay, Vinny, can you explain this a little bit better? No, it makes no fucking sense. It's goddamn ridiculous, and I don't know what the fuck this is leading to. Apparently, something went wrong with his brain when he was a baby, and for some reason, Wagner doesn't want to talk about it. But here's the million-dollar question. When it finally happens that he's going to talk about it, Because he has to. There's no way he just never talks about this. This is going to lead to a story somewhere where he's going to wind up talking about this shit. My question is, when we finally get to that fucking point, is this actually going to be a great story or is this going to be stupid and a waste of time? Because right now, nothing about this storyline has my attention. And I also have another question. Didn't Von Wagner get called up to the main roster? I think so. Now, I know he's a free agent, but does a free agency allow you to go to NXT? I think so as well. Why the fuck is he not on Raw? Why the fuck is he not on SmackDown? What was the point in calling him up if he's still fucking here? And here's my other question. If the other free agents are able to go to NXT, why are we not seeing them here? Don't you think? Maybe? We might want to see some of the free agents in NXT. I mean, it sounds to me like that's where they should want to go. I mean, so far from here, here were the free agents. We have Mustafa Ali, Omos, Dolph Ziggler, and Von Wagner. And that the rosters take effect after Backlash. Well, Backlash is already passed. We're already gearing up for Night of Champions, which is next Saturday. So why are we not seeing Omos in NXT? Why are we not seeing Mustafa Ali in NXT? We should see some Dolph Ziggler. I mean, if, if Von Wagner's still fucking here and he's a free agent, then let's fucking bring the other ones down here. Let's make some shit interesting. Let's get some eyes on the product, some new fucking fighters. I'd rather see Mustafa Ali in NXT than facing Gunter at fucking Night of Champions for the Intercontinental title. That man shouldn't be allowed to sniff the Intercontinental title. For goddamn ridiculous. And on that note, we're going to move on the next match of the evening we've got the last nxt women's championship quarterfinal match we've got roxanne perez one-on-one against jc jane did you enjoy this right here no i didn't me, me neither i was watching something on, on on amazon i kept on looking back and forth i was like okay topped up topped up back and forth and, uh, i thought jc jane was going to win boy was i wrong roxanne won and there's two sisters Bullshit, but the only entertaining thing about this match was that Gigi Dillard finally got her hand at JCJ. So we all know at Battleground, those two ladies need to go out and end this fucking yeah, thing. I don't know if that's his fact. I had better things to do, but I didn't have a choice, so yay. I'm just saying, the match was hard to keep my attention because uh, JC Jane is okay, but I am not a Roxanne Perez fan at all. And she's going to the semifinals against Tiffany Stratton. And Tiffany better win, is all I got to say. If there's one person that needs to be the new women's champion, it's Tiffany fucking Stratton. 
It's goddamn ridiculous that she even had to go through this tournament. Like I said, she should have won the triple threat match and won the title before Indy got called up. Instead of her having to relinquish the title and have this stupid bullshit fucking tournament. But I'm just saying, the final should be Tiffany Stratton versus Lyra Valkyra. But most likely, it'll probably be Tiffany Stratton and Cora Jade. In which case, either way, Tiffany Stratton needs to win and walk out with the title. Because she is the most deserving right now. What? I do agree with you on that. And on that note, we cut back to Dijak's lair. Dijak says he told Dragunov he could break any man. Dragunov stands tall. Okay. I don't know where this is going, but we'll see where it keeps on going. Like, is this supposed to carry on till next week? Probably our baby to battleground. I don't know. I mean, this is goddamn ridiculous right now. Like, now this is another thing that's fucking stupid and is going nowhere. Now, after the break... Uh, we see um, Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams come back out. They call out Braun Breaker because they know he's here. He walks down to the ring. He isn't alone. He's surrounded by security. Breaker says he brought the security to save Hayes from him. Eventually, Hayes has heard enough, so he leaps off the apron onto the security. A brawl breaks out. Breaker destroys Hayes with a lariat. Breaker picks up Hayes for a power slam. Hayes escapes and kicks Breaker in the nuts. Hayes picks up the NXT Championship and blasts Breaker in the head. Breaker and Hayes are both laid out in the ring as the show fades to black. This should have happened next week, not now. Yeah, I agree. This would have been better for the go-home show as opposed to tonight. Because now you've already done... done this at the go-home show. How did this end? Yeah. I was like, seriously? Okay, this is all right. Well, because now you have the dilemma. What can you do now for the go-home show? Since you've already done this. What are you going to do? A fucking contract signing? We don't know. Maybe a contract signing. I don't know. They, they should have kept this for the next week, not this week. Yeah, no point in it. But like we said, we already know the inevitable. Because there's no reason for Carmelo to lose the title. But the thing I'm still confused on is what the fuck are they going to do with Braun Breaker after Battleground? Because he has nowhere else to go in NXT. There's nothing left for him to do. If he wins back the NXT title, it's not going to be great because he was already champion for a long time. The reign got stale. If he stays in NXT, there's nowhere else for him to go. Nowhere. At the very least, he should have been made a free agent. Because then he could have at least, then he could have finished out this program in NXT and then go bounce around between Raw and SmackDown, place him where you need him, and let him dominate. Because there's nowhere left. He's stuck. They they fucked themselves royally right now by not drafting him. You got anything else to say? No, I'm I'm I'm, le- I'm leaving room for you to talk before I wrap up. That's what these pauses are for. Uh, this right here, this promo, guys. The uh, what they said was good, but I was like, okay, why aren't they doing this before or next week? But that's all I have to say. All right, have done this next week. All right, and that, ladies and gentlemen, will wrap up. All right, and that, ladies and gentlemen, will wrap up this uh recap of NXT. Zach, as always, thank you for taking your time. Every busy schedule to join us and. Uh, Look forward to seeing you on the next one. Absolutely. That's a go-home show. All right. Make sure you guys follow the Boochcast. We're on Anchor. Anchor. Spotify. Spotify. Google Podcast. Google Podcast. And iHeartRadio. iHeartRadio. Pick your favorite hosting site and follow us there, or be a super fan and follow us on all four hosting sites. Also, like us on Facebook. Go to Facebook.com slash the Boochcast. We have archived episodes of the show as well as great content. Make sure you check out the Mail Soap Opera Moments, see the predictions we made for Backlash, find out who's right and who's wrong, and be on the lookout for the recap we did of WWE Backlash coming later this week to the Boochcast Facebook page. I'll be getting in touch with Wen soon to get the final answer on when exactly it will drop. 
Uh, also, make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Boochcast. Get the latest tweets, photos, and videos. You can check out the uh, chicken and rice video that um, Zach and I did. Uh, and also, we have a uh, a classic up there that got posted recently, which is uh, the stealing gimmicks. <laughs> The, the epic rant that Gator did a while back. Uh, we have a video of that up there right now for you guys to check out. It is on the Boochcast Instagram page. So make sure you guys go there, check it out, enjoy. It is going to be one hell of a great, great video. And of course, check out the Fall Brawl 95 review when you get a chance. And going off the fucking rails. Check that out as well. Also, speaking of episodes to check out, I do need to make this quick announcement. Um, if you haven't checked these out yet, make sure you check out uh, the May 10th recap of AEW and seasons 3 and 4 of Arrow that I put up as classic episodes. Um, the season 4 review came out yesterday. Season the other 2 came out last week, but I had to repost them because apparently uh, my theme song can no longer be used on the Boochcast. Because apparently that it got my, my theme song got flagged for copyright. So I had to draft the episodes and recut them to cut that out for legal reasons. So uh, I will no longer be playing The Man by the Killers on the Boochcast anymore. I'll have to find a new theme song. Uh, but I reposted those. If you haven't had a chance to listen to them already, go check them out. They're on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio. Also, um, you can uh, check out the YouTube channel and see all of our YouTube content. And be sure to hit the subscribe button and ring that bell. Be notified when future content will be posted. Uh, I know I got some Dark Side of the 90s episodes I need to finish putting up there. They'll be up there soon once I get some issues fixed. Uh, and, of course, uh, be on the lookout for new episodes of Dark Side of the Ring coming out later this year, as well as the Dark Side of Football episodes coming out with myself and Lance Goodman and some Dark Side of Comedy that I'll be dropping in the near future. Also, make sure you follow us on Twitch. Go to twitch.tv slash theboochcast. As we do our live wrestling watch parties, our next watch party will be Saturday, August the 5th for WWE SummerSlam. So make sure you join us for the biggest party of the summer. And of course, we have our live D&D show coming soon, our Boochcast booking battle, and another special project in the works. You can also support... The Boochcast by going to podcasters.spotify.com slash pod slash show slash the Boochcast slash support. Become a supporter of the Boochcast. Support this podcast with a small monthly donation to help sustain future episodes. We have three levels you can donate at. Pick the one that works the best within your budget. We have our first level, which is uh, $0.99, cents, $1 per month. We have our second level, which is $4.99, $5 per month. The same amount of money you would pay for a Peacock subscription. I know a lot of you guys out there aren't fans of the Peacock, so don't give them money. Give us money. We got better content than Peacock anyway. And we got the third and final level you can donate at, which is for a mere $9.99. per month. Same amount of money you used to pay for a WWE Network subscription here in the United States. Ever since sold the Peacock, you got nowhere to put that $9.99. So $10.99, bring it over here. We got better content than the network. And unlike Endeavor, we actually care about our fans that are dedicated giving the people what they want. You have the option of paying with your credit card or with GPay. And the best part is, all the money we raise goes back into the show in some capacity. We use to upgrade our equipment, we use to bring in bigger name guests, pay the bills, and take care of all the guys who work very hard on the air and off the air to make the Boochcast a success. So if you got a favorite co-host... 
and believes are to be paid for their hard work. Podcasters.spotify.com slash pod slash show slash the boochcast slash support is how you make that happen. And then if there's any money left over, when it's all said and done, we use the rest to feed Zachariah Scott his ramen noodles and try to get him laid. And until next time, this is Vinny Bucci, a.k.a. The Booch, saying keep on living life and take care. This has been The Boochcast. Talk to you guys next time. Until then, pizza, baby. Well, I see by the clock on a wall that it's time to bid you one and all goodbye. Goodbye. So long. So long. Farewell. Farewell. Adieu. Adieu. Be good. Stay well. Bye-bye. Keep warm. Relax. And eat. Take care. Stay loose. Adieu, mon vieux. A la prochaine. Goodbye till when we...